During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's good, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 15th, 2019. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Bat Boy Fan Barrett Courtney. How are we introducing you? Uh, I don't know. I have a bunch of nicknames. I've got Boss Baby milk Barrett, boy. Milk Boy. <laughs> uh, my favorite nickname was actually from IGN. Zach Ryan would call me uh, Bam Bam. That bam bam! Over. Yeah. Let that go. It's gone. No, it's a good nickname. <laughs> no, I loved it. Like I miss him so like, much. Like Flintstones, bam oh, bam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isn't he back at IGN? I'm pretty sure he announced that earlier this week, yeah, and he a bunch is. of his friends made fun of him for getting a good job. What's wrong with getting a good job, no, everybody? We're, we were making fun of him because you know he was only gone for like two and a half months, and now he's already back. It's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, It wasn't long. <laughs> Andrea, ah, <it's> funny. <laughs> I'm re- I'm really nervous right now. Why? I'm getting my very first tattoo tomorrow. Woo! Yeah, that's exciting. Why? So, have you ever gotten a tattoo before? I have no tattoos. Mm, mm. I'm just I'm really people have told me oh, about shit, the pain level the and mark? stuff like that. No, I'm not getting the dark. No mark. one should get the dark mark, no, Kevin. Kevin, Dude, no. It's about loyalty. I'm a proud Slytherin, but I would never get the dark mark. I got okay? my Gryffindor. Cup Slytherin today. Sure. So, I, like, people have told me about pain levels, but I'm still like scared. And e- even my mom was like, "Oh, that like your thigh will be like a good starting place because what are you that's like." Get? Uh, it's the album cover of one of my favorite albums uh, from the Front Bottoms uh, called Talon of the Hawk, and it's a knife. So, uh, yeah, getting that on my right thigh. Nice. And it's uh, yeah, I'm 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 nervous and excited. I told my friends like how big I want to get, and they're like, "Oh, like that's a that's a big one right there. You're going all out for your wait, first wait, one." Wait, wait. So how big are we talking about? I think I was thinking six, seven inches. So um, like, in, so like a like a like like here. Is this what? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. This is that's what we're not, talking about. That's not that. That's not that large. I don't know the the way they reacted. I was like, oh shit, is that like too big that I'm not going to be able to uh, withstand the pain while I get it. So I, I'm, 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 I'm nervous, Where but I'm my, excited. That's what she said, pillow, when I need it. Um, <laughs> no, listen. Uh, I think this is exciting. Um, I would say this to you. Don't let people psych you out too much. Even mm. though I've never had a tattoo, I've undergone pain in my life yes. uh, of the physical variety. Yeah. Um, and everyone's pain tolerance and pain, you know, receptors are very different. So yeah. what may be excruciating to one person, you'll be like, oh, that was that was it. Yeah. So I mean, I did hit my elbow on uh, the door earlier this morning and it hurt a lot. Yeah, so. but that's your elbow. <laughs> Everybody's elbow hurts like a bitch when you hit it. I don't know yeah. what's in your elbow that makes it hurt so bad. Weakness. Weakness. Yeah. It's actually one of the strongest points of your body. I mean, you that's should an opinion, you can dude. use it, you know, to hurt somebody. Yeah. But don't hurt people. Only, Only make people feel good. Um, but <laughs> enough about that. This, of course, is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where we bring you the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Join us at patreon.com slash kindfunnygames, where you can submit your questions, your 
squat ups and your deals of the day. And if you want to watch us live, you can do so on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames where we ask you to help keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody listening on podcast services around the globe. And if you don't like listening, maybe you like watching and you can see our, our shiny, smiley faces and any of the cool graphics that we have Kevin put up on the screen. You can do that at youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Housekeeping for today. Let me scroll down here, find this. The kind of funny crew is going to Canada. That's why Barrett is here hosting with me, and it's going to be an awesome show. But Tim, Greg, and Andy are going to the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto this weekend. That's right, August 16th through the 18th. They will be hosting two panels a day in the gaming garage. Head to kindoffunny.com slash events for all of those details. And of course, you know, if you follow the guys on Twitter, they'll be tweeting about it and I'm stuff too. Very ex- like, I'm jealous because the way that they're talking about this, it makes it seem like a state fair. And like Greg's been tweeting out like food things that they're going to be able to eat mm-hmm. there, and it looks delicious and weird and crazy. And Canada's just got some cool stuff over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm um I'm also kind of jealous. Greg's Insta stories have lots of cool stuff on them too, but mm. I'm sure y'all are already following him. Um, keeping rolling along with the announcements, just moments ago, the What's Good Games Twitter account unveiled the details for our What's Good Games meetup. Once again, we are partnering with Square Enix and Life is Strange for a relax at PAX event. That's Friday, August 30th from 7 to 10 p.m. If you're going to PAX West, you can find all of those details on the What's Good Games Facebook page where we would implore you to please RSVP and the first 100 people in line, Barrett, are going to get a free drink on us. Ooh, very exciting. I would be in that line if I was going to PAX so I could get a free drink. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't make you wait in line, Barrett. (laughs) Come on now. Now, if you see Blessing Eddie Oe from OK Beast uh, at this uh, meetup and whatnot, because I know he uh, listens to you guys, um, tell him that Donkey Kong 64 is a bad game. But it's not a bad game, Barrett. It is a really good game. I just want to give Blessing shit. I just want to give him shit. Make him feel shitty for his good opinions. Friends being that's, mean to friends. That's, yeah. That sounds like a Barrett thing to do. <laughs> um, again, if you guys want to get those details, facebook.com slash what's good games is all of that info for you. And a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed and Mohammed, for supporting everything we do at Kind of Fun Games. And today we're also brought to you by Quip and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. Oh! Bakers! Listen. Uh, speaking of PAX West, <gasps> our number one story in the Roper Report this morning, Star Wars Rogue One writer Gary Witta to deliver the PAX West 2019 keynote. Hell yeah. Let's have a round of applause for Gary. He's not here, but congratulations. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witta. This is actually a really big thing, and I, and I'm quite frankly a little surprised that they gave it to Gary. <laughs> he's the number one Twitch streamer now, he, though. He is, though. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Oh, Ever since Ninja me. left. Uh, well, we love you, Gary. So let me read from the press release that PAX put out this morning. PAX West, the largest gaming event on the West Coast, will welcome Gary Witta, the award-winning writer of films, books, comics, and games, to deliver this year's opening Storytime keynote on Friday, August 30th at 10 a.m. in the main theater. Limited quantities of Friday and Monday badges for PAX are still available. 
Plus, they have a resale site as well. Witta came to prominence in Hollywood as the writer behind Denzel Washington's film The Book of Eli and co-writer of After Earth starring Will Smith. Witta is a regular contributor to the Star Wars universe, penning Rogue One, a Star Wars story, being a staff writer for Star Wars Rebels seasons three and four, Hell and yeah. writing the comic adaptation of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Beginning his career in the world of video games, Witta was one of the most influential games journalists as the medium exploded into a cultural phenomenon during the 1980s and 90s. He helped established PC Gamer, one of the most influential and long-running gaming magazines, and served as editor-in-chief of the publication's American branch from 1994 to 2000. In case you forgot, Gary's old. <laughs> yeah, he started that uh, before I was even born. Widow also has written and crafted... That's that's a scary thought, Barrett. <laughs> Widow has also written and crafted video game narratives contributing to the BAFTA award-winning Telltale's The Walking Dead series, Prey, and Halo 5 Guardians, among many other titles. Widow continues to be a prominent commentator on video games as a regular co-host on the popular YouTube channel and podcast Kind of Funny Games Daily. <gasps> that's, that's us! That's us, you guys! Holy shit! That's the show! Yeah. Oh, oh, we man. made the press release! Hell yeah! Quote, nobody has a resume quite as extensive and prestigious as Gary Witta's. Every time I hear about some cool new project in the works, it seems like he's involved in some way, said Jerry Holkins, the co-founder of Penny Arcade. We're honored that he has somehow found time in his busy schedule to open up PAX West this year and look forward to him kicking off the show. This is awesome. Congrats, Gary. We love you. I will be there. I'll uh, be in the back, though, because that's a large room. And let's be honest, I'm not getting there early to get a front row seat unless you save me one and then I'll be in the front. Um, but uh, that's great news. If, again, if you're going to PAX West, uh, put that in your little calendar. Uh, download the guidebook app on your phone. You can look at all the schedule things and select which ones to send alerts to your phone. It's really handy. Actually. So what does a keynote at a PAX look like? Do, like, Have you seen these before? Or? Yes. So it w- varies wildly depending on who is doing the keynote. Okay. Um, I mean, some people bring like PowerPoint presentations some people just get up there and wing it sometimes they're like only 20 minutes long sometimes they're the full like 60 minutes mm. it really just depends on who the speaker is um, gotcha. and like kind of like what their specialty is and what they're feeling you can tell some people prepare and some people don't mm. <laughs> which one do you think gary's gonna be i think gary's gonna prepare because i think gary is gonna be nervous that a lot of eyes are on him <laughs> I, so think I think he's, he's gonna, gonna use prepare. The, i think he's gonna use the the keynote time to promote uh space rocks which is that game that he keeps talking about making one day well we'll see we'll see if that ever happens but i think his stint at uh, silicon valley comic-con this weekend is going to help get the juices warmed up i'm oh, excited yeah. I, I think i'm gonna go and i want to visit i family. heard all the stuff on the show yesterday and i was like oh my gosh all these panels he's hosting sound fantastic yeah oh i'm not gonna see any panels I'm oh just go i just wanted to go to see gary's panels i don't uh, really want to go to comic-con table for a little bit Oh, is he sitting at a table doing like autographs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have a bunch of his books, and so we're gonna go in oh, there. Oh, nice! Did you get a picture with him? Around, yell, you know. If I wasn't like packing my house up, I would go too. But mm. go in my stead. Give him a high five. I mean, Take a selfie with him and post it on Twitter or I something, Kevin. Up on the way on, way over. That's think about that. Uh. Okay, I'm thinking about it. Right. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll All let right. you know. Um, but uh, we love Gary, and congrats again. Uh, next up in the Rope Report, the International Championships group stage begins. That is the subject of the email I got from Valve's PR. Uh, with uh, The thing I love about the emails that come from straight from Valve is that they're just so bare bones. They're literally just a couple sentences. Hell yeah. And that's it. Keep they're it like, simple, stupid. They're like, this is it. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that in this day and age when there's 
a lot of superfluous emails flowing around out there. Uh, the group stage for the International Dota 2 Championships has begun. Group stage continues through the 18th as teams compete for a spot in next week's main event at the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Shanghai, China. The ninth annual event features a record-breaking, community-driven prize pool of over $33 million. Holy cow. That's too much. Kevin, you want to pull up Dota's website right now and we can see what the live number is? I want to provide a little bit more context from the article on GameSpot. The International has been held every year since 2011 and started with a prize pool of just one point six million dollars which is still a giant price pool by the way now with 10 days of fundraising still remaining the international 2019 has raised um, at the time of printing it was over 33 what do we got now mm. scroll mm. down mm. scroll 33 million uh, so 33 million 62,364 dollars like as of 10 14 a.m pacific like the time 364 dollars first place gets 15 million dollars yes and this is a team of Four? Five. Five. Yes. Okay. So th- uh, three so million dollars each. But ima- imagine though that they're not just splitting it between the players. You got managers and teams and they got other. All that? They got all that. I'm sure that they all get their cut, right? Nah. Like the players aren't just walking home, you know, with that. But what I, I, I'm not sure if this is still the case. Let me finish the story really quick. Mm. Um, the international has raised um, over 33 million dollars, averaging 317 thousand dollars every day. The event, hosted by Valve, brings together the world's best Dota 2 players. And this year, the competition is happening in Shanghai at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. 25 percent of the proceeds from the sale of the Dota 2 Battle Pass is currently being put towards that pool, adding up to an enormous total, as we just discussed. The international runs from August 20th through the 25th and can be watched through either Twitch or Stream TV. Last year's winner was the European team OG, which took home $11,234,158. As it currently stands, the winner of the 2019 International will take home over $15 million, but that number is likely to rise as more money comes in. The International also broke a record last year for having the most money up for grabs, which was then overtaken by Fortnite's World Cup just mm. last month. The 2019 International has overtaken Fortnite's $30 million pool, though, to once again present the largest sum ever for an eSports tournament. Whatever the figure ends up being is going to be enormous. God damn. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and the thing that I love about this, and this is maybe a kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong moment, is that previously, my understanding was that Valve pays the taxes on the prize pool ahead of time. So this is the number that the teams actually walk home with. That's crazy. It is because like the taxes, depending on which country you live in, can be... 50% 50% or more right. on this prize pool uh, because uh, taxes are the fuck worst. Um, yeah, fuck but, taxes! Woo! So I'm not sure if Valve is still doing that. I know when the international started and for the f- a couple of years after that, when I was covering esports, it's, they were covering the taxes so that this take-home was a true take-home dollar amount. But That'd be really cool. I'm not sure if that is impressive. true today. Very it would impressive. be. I mean, it's the right thing to do. Valve has enough money to cover it. I don't know that it's the right thing to do. It's a cool thing to do. Mm. I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. If you're not going to make any new games like... Uh, Dota is keeping Valve's publishing <laughs> business alive. Yeah. Because okay? they're not making any Portal 3s or Half-Life 3s anytime soon, Kevin. I mean, Otter sad. Trust was hot for that, like, one month. Yeah, but doesn't, don't they own Valve, right? Like, they own Steam. Steam, that's what yeah. I'm Correct. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm talking about their publishing business. Mm. You know, Kevin, there's a, there's a thing. That, Maybe you're too there? young to remember when Valve used to make games. <laughs> not too young. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Um, well, this is crazy. Um, I've never been able to fully wrap my head around um, what happens in Dota matches. I've spent hundreds of hours playing a variety of MOBAs, but Dota was is just like that one that's just like a little too complicated for me. Yeah, shout out to Miranda from IGN who loves Dota and plays it all the time. I, and sometimes I would like watch her play and I'm just like, yep, this is... A, Totally above my head. It's kind of like know. StarCraft 2 in that yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Um, but I have friends of mine that have been playing Dota for thousands of hours, and they'll watch the international and be like, I still don't know what's going on. And I'm just like, if you can't understand it, what hope is there for the rest of us? <laughs> but apparently millions of people around the world are participating. And what I think is really interesting is this battle pass has really expanded over the years and mm. the content that comes with it. So there's three different levels of the pass that you can buy. Uh, there's a free version, I believe. There's a $30 version and a $50 version. And they all come with a, a, a variety of different... Um, digital in-game items and, and things like that. So if you're interested and maybe you used to play Dota and you're like, oh shit, I totally forgot the international is happening, you can check out more details on their website. All right, next up, Super Hot launches Indie Development Fund. So this write-up comes from James Basher over at gamesindustry.biz. The developer behind acclaimed shooter puzzle game Superhot has launched a new indie fund and already financed its first two games. The Polish studio, also called Superhot, tells GamesIndustry.biz this follows the ongoing success of its titular game and its virtual reality adaptation as well as general growth in the business. With its own staff dedicated to projects such as Mind Control Delete, the Superhot Presents Fund enables the company to diversify the type of work we're doing within the industry and also have a way of giving back. Superhot had a lot of support at the beginning, says Director of Special Projects, Callum Underwood. So if we can be the difference between an indie developer starting or finishing their game, then that seems like a great thing for us to focus on. The developer has contributed funding to the Frog Detective series of adventure games by Worm Club and quirky indie RPG Knuckle Sandwich by Andrew Brophy. Superhot has now disclosed, excuse me, Superhot has not disclosed how much each studio has received, nor is it giving concrete numbers on the total fund or maximum grants it will dish out in the future. Quote, we don't really have rules under what explains, but we'd much rather work with small teams like Worm Club and Andrew Brophy, which are both teams of one to three, that usually signifies a certain type of budget. The fund doesn't have a set amount as such. We're going to see how things go over the year. The developers are hardworking and want to do things themselves and really just want to give their game the best chance it deserves, says Underwood. Also, they're just very nice and friendly people, and that really helps. <laughs> we think the Frog Detective series and Knuckle Sandwich both have the potential to be loved by players, meaning they have a solid chance at funding the game. Excuse me, funding the developer's next game. Going forward, Superhot's Presents will be focused on helping small games from small developers, with Underwood particularly keen to find titles that live off the beaten track but have the chance of reaching dedicated audience who will become it, who will welcome it into their hearts. Man, struggle bus this morning. <laughs> if it sounds like we're making this up as we go along, we somewhat are, he says. That's the joy of it being a fund rather than a publisher. We get to work with developers who simply need some money and maybe some advice rather than choosing games that fit our audience or games that we know we can market. Our contract essentially says, here are some funds for your game. We may offer advice and support, but mostly you're on your own. 
That only fits a few type of developers, and we don't want to gloss over that fact. So we're definitely a fund, not a publisher. Underwood says Superhot Presents will be extended for as long as we can afford to and as long as we feel we're not overburdening ourselves. But again, he emphasizes that the goal is to contribute to the wider indie scene in the way that allowed Superhot to succeed in the first place. Quote, there's a real art to taking something like Superhot and Superhot VR and continue the long tail of sales beyond what we might normally be expected and it's due to this and how good the games are that we're in this position maybe warren club or andrew burfee will one day be able to fund other people's games too and the cycle will continue this is really sweet and nice and just like a feel-good yeah. story the of them paying it forward and all this stuff and even like i, I love how um like upfront he is just like yeah they're, they're also just like really nice people and stuff and that that's it's a good feel-good story i like that I think what I really love about this story is this idea that this developer knows how much hard work goes into publishing your first game and praying and hoping that players are going to resonate with it and that they're going to love it and buy it and support what you do. And so they've been down that road and because they have the success that Super Hot gave them, they're like, you know what, we want other indie devs to feel what we got to feel and we're going to take some of our profits and you know, help another team, you know, rise to success as well. And I think that's more of what we need in this world, Barrett. Yep. Paying it forward, helping other people out. Uh, and yeah, I, I I love this. I also didn't know that the developer itself was also just called Super Hot, which I found interesting. I also did not realize that until I read this story. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun. If you could fund an indie game, Barrett, what would it look like? Hmm. Hmm. It would probably. I don't know. That's a that's a good question right there. That that would be one that I have to think about a little bit because I like. like if you just so like many... won like a like a reasonably sized lottery, like yeah, okay. like a twenty million dollar lottery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, okay. and they take you know probably close to a, a nine to eleven million in taxes and fees and stuff. So you're left with like eight to ten million dollars. Okay. And I'm I'm looking to fund. Specifically, an indie game. Yeah, um, we're probably thinking like now. I would probably be needing the advice of one Jean-Vierre Satan Schmeler to mm, know what mm. the actual budgets of indie games are because she works in indie dev. That's true. But I would guess probably in the two hundred thousand to one million range. Uh, I, I I would say depending on the scope of the game. I've got, I've got two answers. Um, one would just be Katana Zero Two. Um, just because that game ends off on a place where I was like, I need more. I need more story right now, and I I I want it. So uh, definitely that. But if we're talking about like a something like out of my brain of what type of game I would want to help fund would definitely be like a third, uh, like a three D platformer type of game. Those were the games that were very important to me as a kid growing up. So like something akin to Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong sixty four. Um, Similar to what they did with, um, uh, what was the recent game that they did a couple of years ago? The like OG Rare developers. Um, Ukulele. Ukulele? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar to that, but maybe um, a little more flesh out. Hmm. Do you have something to add, Kevin? I mean, why wouldn't you invest in my VR arcade idea? Ooh, I've, I've never this? heard about this idea. You've never heard of my VR No. We're ready for the pitch, Kevin. Oh, it's just, it's a... PSVR, but you're in an arcade, and then you get to play Time Crisis. I just want to play Time Crisis. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll do that. I'll fund that, Kevin. Yeah! All right! (laughs) There you go. Virtual arcade. Don't go to a real arcade. Just 
Where are the closest arcade? Do they still have Time Crisis? Probably a da uh, Dave, Dave and Buster's. Buster's? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Sucks. Their food's awful. Well, you don't go there to eat the food. You go there to get drunk and play yeah, arcades. But I'm yeah. cabinets. So if I'm, if yeah. I'm gonna go, oh, he's got his hand. Thing. Oh, uh, getting drunk and playing arcades. Yeah, yeah. See, Barrett knows what's up. Yeah, but you're gonna end up eating food, and you're gonna regret it. You're gonna be like, no, oh, you just get some fries. Food doesn't taste good. You, you get some fries yeah, to, you to, you to get soak like in the beer. Frozen bar food that you know is gonna be garbage, but it'll satiate you, so you can keep drinking. But at home, I can eat whatever I want. You know what I mean? I can order pizza and just. He's got a point. He's got a point. You think about that? But the camaraderie, huh? Yeah? Yeah, you know. Yeah, like also, being with your friends. Also, drunk in VR sounds like a terrible experience. Mm. Oh, it's great. Nah, that I sounds like I'd throw up. I would throw, throw up in VR, up. like, yeah. just normally. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe your mind not built for VR. It's true, it's not. That sucks. Mm. My, my, my mind is built for, like, uh, what's the thing that we have here, Kevin? The uh, Oculus Quest. Oculus Go the, or whatever? The Quest? Yeah, 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 the Oculus Quest. When I can actually, like, move around and the game knows that I'm moving around, mm -hmm. my mind doesn't get all, like, messed up and I don't get, like, hot and sweaty and stuff. It's only in, like, PSVR where I have a controller and I have to, like, walk around using the controller. And my mind is like, wait, but your body isn't moving right now. What the fuck is happening? Like, I play like a good couple of hours in a row like uh, with Quest <clears throat> and I did not feel yeah. effects at it. The Guardian system that they have is amazing. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, like I played uh, Vader Immortal like in one sitting. I played uh, Super Hot actually for like an hour straight once. And I, I was sweaty but I think that was just because... You were sweaty? Yeah, and I was also playing it in here with all the studio lights and stuff. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. No. <laughs> it was fun but the situation wasn't, um, wasn't ideal. Alright, well... Kevin's dream of a VR arcade game might become a reality, but that reality is so far away. I want it so bad. Barrett, if we wanted to know what was coming today to the Mom and Grab Digital Shops, where would we go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily host, uh, the Games Daily Show hosts, each and every weekday. Do 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 do. Yeah. You did great, Barrett. Out today. Vasara Collection is on Switch. Rogue Singularity is on Switch. Shinobi Spirits S Legends of Heroes is on PC. Cryo Gear is on Switch. Licked Spear, a double spear edition. <laughs> it's on PC and Mac. And Hot Shot Burn enters early access on PC, to PC today. And they also sent me a press release saying that they are coming to consoles in 2020. All of my most anticipated games coming out in one day. Very excited. What's your favorite of these for your most anticipated? Shinobi Spirits S, Legend of Heroes. Do you actually know what that game no. is? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be very impressed. I don't know what any of those games are. No, that, especially that game being on PC. I don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, you get another Tenchu game, you know? Another what game? Tenchu game. Tenshu? Tenshu. Tenshu. Mm. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. You know, a cool sneaking around ninja game? Oh, no, I know what Tenshu is. Uh, it might help if you speak into your microphone. Well, no, it's, well, first of all, it wouldn't help you at all. Andrea. They don't know that, Kevin. Second of all, the kids can hear me. And I was explaining for the dum-dums that didn't know because last time we got a Tenshu game way too long ago. There was like a similar, it wasn't um, that uh, IP, but there was a game, I forget the name of it, that came out that was like an indie game a couple of years ago that I played for IGN. Uh, and it was pretty much like a kind of like one for one of that game, and it was really fun and cool. I wish I could remember the name so I could tell you, Kevin, so you could play it, but I don't. So somebody, it's a couple people in the chat are saying that uh, Sakura? Sakura? Sakura is that is that similar to that? Mm, that's no, no. 
that's not what you're looking for. No, Sekiro is not like a true stealth game. Right. There is it, there is stealth in it, obviously, but yeah. that's more of a of a like a I don't want to call it a hack and slash because it's not that either. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a like soul. a true action game. It's, it's a it's, it's a Souls like yeah right. Yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. real hard and the bosses. And I, I, people who play that game and like say it's a stealth game are people who are like diehard like Dark Souls fans and it's yeah. a stealth game in the comparison to other Dark Souls games, but as a whole, it's not really. Like, but it's stealth, got stealth isn't mechanics. the primary mechanic in that game. There, like there are moments where it is like vital, but yeah, it's not like the the. It's not what you go to. Uh, it's not where, why you're playing. That it's not game. like Thief, right? Yeah. Look, yeah. I want a game where I can kill everyone on the map and then just assassinate the last dude. And I want a game where like I'm Assassin's in VR Creed. and I'm playing arcade games. Yeah, kind of, but more sneaky. You know, where it's nighttime. Assassin's Creed, I feel like for the most like part. Like old school Assassin's Creed. Mm. Sure. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The prime days of I love Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. It's a good game. Shout out to Black Flag. <sighs> Possibly Such the best one. one of the series. No, Brotherhood. That's the best. That's the best one, Barrett. Nah, two's better than Brotherhood. Um, all right. Let's talk about some new dates. Spelunky 2 has been delayed. Oh, no. The roguelike platformer won't make its previously scheduled 2019 release date. Developer Derek Yu broke the bad news on Twitter yesterday, saying that the follow-up to the original Spelunky simply needs more time. He tweeted, Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get to release Spelunky 2 this year. Development is still going well, and we're not far off target, but the density and the detail of the game is demanding more time. But, noted... He did not commit to a 2020 release date, hmm. but I th- hope we could assume that it's not going to be pushed to 2021. Yeah, Andrew Goldfarb and Alex O'Neill are crying somewhere uh, for this pushback. But yeah. you know what? Push back your game. Take the time that you need to uh, to make it and stuff. I remember when they first revealed this game. I'm not a huge Spelunky guy. Uh, like I don't think I've ever played the first Spelunky. But I remember when they revealed this game and like the little trailer that they had. I was like, oh. This looks like something I would like actually try to invest in. So if you're a Spelunky fan out there, maybe try to convince me why I should go back and play the first one. Because I have been interested. I just, you know, barely have the time or interest, even though I've been interested. I don't know what I'm saying. Sell me on Spelunky. Or tweet about Tenchu. <laughs> What's up, Andrea? How you doing? It's fucking hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you a nice long pause to see what you would do with it. Just be really uncomfortable like I always am. Put your improv skills to the test. Mm, mm. Um, continuing on, independent game publisher Modus Games, in conjunction with developers Ace Team and Giant Monkey Robot, announced today that Rock of Ages 3 Make and Break is rolling its hilarious style of destruction onto PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, PC, and Xbox One in early 2020. Straight from the press release. If you couldn't tell... By the way, it was written. I was really confused by that uh, title because I thought that they made a game off of the Rock of Ages musical. And I thought like for a second, like, oh, I guess that's uh, that's what they're making. But I guess not. Nope. It's a game. Um, I just got this press release in, actually. Um Stardock is hosting a free weekend on Steam for its massive-scale space strategy game Galactic Civilizations 3. Starting on Thursday, August 15th, players will have the opportunity to try the game for free. So if you want to play for free until August 19th, head on over to Steam. And then, if you decide, yo, this is kind of fun, you can purchase the core game for 84% off. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. Off. Pretty cool. Um, deals of the day... 
Jackbox Party Pack has got a Humble Bundle. Ooh. So over on HumbleBundle.com, you can see the Jackbox um, Humble Bundle for just $1 or more. Damn. You will unlock a bunch of games, as they say here, $155 worth of awesome stuff for just a dollar or more to redeem on Steam. Of course, if you guys aren't familiar with hum- Humble Bundle, they allow you to pay what you would like to support both Humble Bundle, the developers, and charities. So the Jackbox Party Pack is supporting the Make-A-Wish Foundation and St. Jude's Children Research Hospitals, two very fantastic organizations. So hopefully you will kick them more than just a dollar to help the kids and, of course, the folks um, over at Jackbox. But, yeah, you can check all that out. There's lots of games there. Yeah, you don't know Jack movies? I'd like to get that and uh, have me and Kevin school Nick in it, you know? You know what I'm saying, Kev? I'm really bad I'd, at uh, I'd host that. I'm really bad at trivia. <laughs> that might be a good uh, yeah, action life. Then. Maybe don't move. Kevin. <laughs> maybe don't leave us. Kevin, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to go. No, you don't. It's fine. I do. I'll be back, though. Don't worry. Um. Oh, yeah. I told Greg that we were going to announce my final day today. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't know if I can handle this. Should I save it for tomorrow, for Friday, for mm. Frandria Friday? And we yeah, because I'll be directing. And we can have some alcohol to soften the blow? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Let's get drunk. Okay. Yeah. I'll save it for tomorrow. All right. Oh, Joey! Joey, <laughs> champagne. Girl, you looking fly today? You got the high pony going? That was such like a sitcom moment of like, we getting drunk guys? <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen that because uh, well, it was Joey, hilarious. it's going to be Friday tomorrow and like all of the grown-ups are gone except for me and I'm just like leaving my grown-up hat at home. You're not one of the grown-ups. I'm the only grown-up no. here, Kevin. Are you <laughs> joking? <laughs> You're a party kid like us. I yeah. Know. I know. Tomorrow, Joey, I'll bring some rosé. It'll be great. Um, okay, continuing on. I lost my place here in the show notes. <laughs> All right, uh, that was the deal of the day. Okay, now it's time for Reader Mail, where you can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, and you can also get the show ad-free. Speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Quip, the easiest way to ease back into a routine. Start it up before September, especially if you're headed back to school. Simplify the morning and evenings now with a simpler electric toothbrush from Quip. Timed sonic vibrations cover the basics of every part of your mouth and just take two minutes twice a day. The mirror mount puts brushing front and center in your bathroom so you'll remember to book in the day using your new brush. And the lightweight compact design means you can bring it along with you on those last summer weekend getaways. So enjoy sleeping in, then ease back into the swing of things with a smile. Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and to help you clean your whole mouth evenly because did you know up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes? (gasps) Guilty. I don't do it. Uh, Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist's recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks a friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and stay committed to your oral health i was talking to tim about this um on games daily on tuesday but it's such a nice thing to get in the mail because we so rarely get physical mail these days Mm, unless it's that amazon package you ordered when you were drunk and you forgot about and then it shows up and you're like did i really need to buy this probably not but here it is good package but quip packages though got the freshy little brush they include the little battery and toothpaste yep it's very handy and of course Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals, and they have thousands of verified five-star reviews. Kind of funny loves Quip. Greg uses it. Tim uses it. Even Joey Noel. Joey Noel? Joey Noel uses it. Even I use it. I, I have mine, too. Well, what, what color are you rocking? I went, I went silver. I went classic. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I was like, I want something that I'm going to be able to keep clean, you know, in case you don't get a full 
wipe down job every time because I always like dribble toothpaste you on my toothbrush. Stick it on your uh, the, like on your mirror. Yes. On wall? Well, only when I'm traveling. I don't mm. stick it on my mirror at home. Oh, I love yeah. that feature about it. it. Looks so cute. In the yeah, <laughs> it's great. I like it because you never know what's going on in hotel bathrooms. So yep. easiest just to keep it high and dry. There you go. I lost my place here. That's why I love Quip. That's what we were talking about. Uh, and Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash games. Next up, you know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. And that is so true when you apply for a mortgage, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, credit score is important. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit score. I'm malfunctioning. Credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills that you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric cable and cell phone i'm pretty sure we all had those things right barrett uh cell phones gas yeah water you gotta pay for water Mm. unless you're a renter and then somebody else pays for water Mm. okay it used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two with boost you can increase your credit scores instantly boost is free to use and it's only available from experian up until now you've been paying your utility and cell phone bills and not getting any credit for it fix that because now you can we can't believe it's taken this long for someone to do this. Man, I wish I had this. It would have helped me. What are you waiting for out there? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is available at K or excuse me, Experian.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash KF Games. Games, 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 games. <sighs> So thank you so much to everybody who wrote in patreon.com slash kind of funny games. A lot of you tailored your questions for Barrett, which I really appreciate. Um, before we get to those questions, two mm. people wrote in. What you got? About these beautiful PS4 colors for the DualShocks they oh. released this morning. Kevin, I'm going to need a little assistance here. All right, give me one second. Someone's- what are your thoughts on these new PS4 controllers? Asks Alec Bobco. I'm personally interested in the titanium blue and the electric purple. Oh, MG the purple one is so good but the rose gold one oh, mm. might be even better what, what, Kevin come on help I'm, me out I'm are you going get, I'm are you going to get both what are you thinking right now um, oh yes just, oh yes hit the uh, no go back up and hit the play button on the video oh, you want to watch the video mm. yeah let's mm. watch the video alright here we go ready yeah we're ready so they're showing the rose gold here it's got the traditional colored buttons but the tips of the controller are white that Uh, accent detail i love titanium blue is very very soft very pretty almost like a a cross between a sky and a periwinkle blue um electric purple oh i love this purple so much this is this has your name written all over yes it does and then we've got uh, the red camouflage, which I'm it's like, a bit eh, much. it's a bit it's much. Fine. Yeah, 
I always feel kind of bad because like people get so excited for like new PS4 colors, but whenever they announce it, like I get that second of like excitement, and then I see the colors, I'm like, nah, no, these are are for me. Oh, really? Yeah. No. What what would get your uh, get your fire going? Well, get my gears going. Like a like there is the like tones like more like. Uh, forest green controller that I like that has like the forest white. Forest green. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then I do like my uh, my Spider Man controller, which is just the, the oh, yeah. all red with the white uh, st- um, That's nice. sticks. We've got that one too. Yeah. Yeah, um, there you go. This one? Yeah, that one right there. Ooh, that one right there? Is that, oh, that, is that a custom? I don't Like a third party I, I th- one? No, I, I think, think I've so. seen that in stores. Really? Yeah. I think I have two. It's almost like a dark teal yeah. versus also- a hunter. There's Green. also an Xbox like um, what is it uh, Minecraft one that is like skin tone and it's yeah. really weird like fleshy yeah yeah I'll find it. yeah it is weird that is weird the actual Xbox itself with that uh, special edition kind of cool though the Minecraft cool. one yeah a lot of, I remember a lot of people talking crap about it when it uh, when they revealed it I was like ah I kind of like it one of the people also oh it's, yeah, the, it's pig. the pig I hate it I hate it so much I mean it, I kind of I'm kind of me, into it. I didn't know it was the pig controller. It makes me That's so definitely pink. It's not as fleshy as I thought it was going to be. I mean, that's pretty fleshy. The though. back is cool, too. Yeah. That's the fleshiest controller I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't You're not wrong I've there, met, Kevin. I don't think I've met a single human in my entire life that has flesh that color. I mean... I've met a few. You put, <laughs> that's like straight up pink. Yeah, but you put we're a from the, We're you from the Midwest, Andrew. You, you haven't it. met anybody who has that color... Mm, maybe after a day in the sun. Mm. Uh, yeah, you put Tim in a hot tub and then. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the I do like the back that it's a, a little darker and it's got the little pigtail on it. Oh, does it? Where's yeah. the back? Oh, there you go. Yeah, you go. Oh. it's the details that matter. It also How about looks that? Looks like a G. Anybody notice that? Looks it like does look like a, like a lowercase G. G. It's a G upside down. Not a big G. Well, yeah, but it could be a big G upside down. Yep. Uh, I was saying. just you know warrant warrant G. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't. Lost on Kevin. All right. So uh, I, we like the controller. Somebody else had written in, and I don't know if I pulled it. Let me go back to the doc really quick. Mm. And had mentioned a question about, oh, no, maybe it was somebody on Twitter. It was like, I can't justify spending money on a controller this close to the end of the generation, knowing that Xbox has confirmed that their controllers from the design labs and the Xbox One controllers you can buy now will carry forward to the next hardware. Yeah. Sony not confirmed if yeah. DualShock 4 will carry forward to PlayStation 5. I don't think Because you have to will. assume DualShock 5 is going to be yeah. making an appearance at some point. And do we want DualShock 4s for, for PlayStation 5? I think like um, if they're smart, they'll let them be compatible. But I think just on their end, they might want to do a redesign and do a Dual Shock Five for the PS Five mm-hmm. because they were so excited about that Touch Bar, and they I feel like over the last couple of years they've realized, man, we haven't really been able to utilize this thing as well as we thought we would. Really, um, you think that? Oh yeah, I love the touch bar functionality. What I really want to get rid of is the light bar. The that thing the drains the battery oh, on the, the controller so mm. fast. Or at the very least, Do let me have the dim? option to turn it off. I mean, they oh, should, you can. No, you can't turn it. You off. can't turn you it off. Dim it. Uh, it's mm. really, it is yeah. really upsetting, mm. and it doesn't work. And great a lot for of VR. games don't use the light bar specifically. 
Um, it almost is cool every when they game do, I've played on PS4 utilizes the touchpad in some way. Mm. Uh, I remember the first time I played uh, Tomb Raider, the first one of the like remakes, or you know the new the newer ones that came out, mm. and you go next to a fire and it starts glowing like a fire, and it was like nighttime. I had the lights off, and I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah it's is cool awesome. when they yeah. when the yeah. game actually brings Utilizes the functionality it. of the yeah, light like, bar in. Like the I'm Last in, but... of Us like uses it as like your health bar, so if like you have low health, it'll turn red. Um, but yeah, that, that is interesting that you say that with the, the touch bar, though, because I feel like most games just use the touch bar to press down to open up your map. Which I'm cool with. Mm. I mean, it's just like any other button at that, at that point. Yeah. But, you know, there's been some where you can, like, turn pages by swiping and, you know. It's cute. There's some cool functionality that some devs have been utilizing, but you're right. Most people just use it like a regular button. Yeah. yeah. So... We could get rid of it, but... Or make a smaller version It's not of it. egregious to me. I, I'm okay if it stays. I think the one argument I can, I can think of off the top of my head for wanting to buy additional DualShock 4s, besides just wanting them because they look cool, which is really enough of a reason for me, <laughs> um, is that you can use DualShock 4s as Bluetooth controllers for a variety of other devices, and you can also use them on PC and, and things like that, especially with something like Stadia coming down the mm. line. If you're like, ah, I'm not really interested in Google's controller, I would rather use my DualShock 4. But mm. Andrew, it's the fastest controller. Google's controller? Yeah. Is that what they're claiming? Yeah. Oh. It like syncs directly to their servers. Okay. But you if you don't about, like it, you yeah. don't like it. Yep. Andrew, do you think about that? What? Do you think about how fast it is? No. How fast is it, Kevin? Oh my god. The fastest. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you didn't like the, the Stadia controller, I would actually prefer the Xbox controller. Get out of here. Get out of here. Dude, the Xbox One controller might be the best controller. Xbox 360 is still the best in my mind, but I do really like the Xbox One There's controller a, a lot. There's a weight to the Xbox yeah. One controller that I that I like. Like I love the design of the the 360 controller, but it always felt like you could easily break those things. Not as bad as the PS3 controllers when the PS3 six first axes? came. DualShock 3 yeah, is trash. Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, DualShock 3 is fine. The six axis was not good. Mm. That was the lightest controller ever. I yeah, it. yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a certain weight and just like the the way it just kind of. Gracefully, like fits your hands. No, it's I great. like I like it a lot. Yeah. They're very smooth too. The battery life is really good. Yeah, it's an excellent controller. It almost got me to buy an Xbox One when the uh, that and the PS4 were first coming out. But it didn't. So let's move on. It's true. <gasps> Do you still not have an Xbox One? No, never have. Wow, yeah. never I never will. knew that about you. Yep, yep, yep. I was really sad when they announced Cuphead as a, an exclusive, but, but now then, you have it on Switch, so you're okay. Yeah, there you go. And it also came out. Uh, it, it it took them on so PC. long for it to come out that I was able to just play it at work at IGN because they had a bunch of Xbox Ones. There you go. All right, next question. Um, I think I want to do these lightning round questions. Um, Ooh. So don't look at them, Barrett. Okay. Let's try to just answer them as fast as possible. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. From, wait what? What was the last? Never mind. I fucked up these questions. The the last one was about the the new DualShock Four do you colors. Know who it was? Alex yeah, Bobco. it was Alex. Alex Bobco. Alex Bobco. Okay. All right, I'll figure it out. Okay. The nanobiologist says, hey, Barrett, uh, are you ready, kid? No. Here are some lightning round questions. Do you want music? Yes. All right, give me two seconds. Of course <laughs> I want music. You might need to turn the speaker back on. It might have turned off oh, already. What the fuck? What is wrong with this fucking So the goal of these lightning round oh, questions are to just go with the, with the first thing that comes to mind. Don't think about it. Mm. Just Just go with your gut. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm thinking. Let, okay. Letting Kevin get to the music. Yeah. I know which music he's using too. 
Yeah, there we go. Up a little higher. We, we can barely hear it. It's for them. It's for them? We yeah, don't get to hear them. it? I can kind of hear it. Okay. It's bringing the intensity. Okay. Better. Okay, here we go. Why do you love Battle for Bikini Bottom so much? Uh, I was a dumb kid who owned a PS2 and I loved uh, licensed games like SpongeBob SquarePants and things that I was into. And it was fun going back to it a couple of years ago and seeing that it still kind of holds up as a 3D platformer. Nice. Which of the four Batman games are your favorite? Uh, I'll just rank them. Uh, Batman Arkham City, Batman Arkham Knight, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham Origins. That's I, all, I love them all very much. It's not like Asylum is lesser than the other two. But like, Origins is, right? Maybe a little bit. Next question. <laughs> what was your first console and what was your favorite game on it? Uh, the Super Nintendo, I would say at the time when I had it as a young kid, it was X-Men uh, Mutant Apocalypse, I think. And now as I grow older and have gone back to games on the SNES uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. What game do you love, but you think doesn't get nearly enough praise? Ooh. Um. Pass. Uh, Think about it. We'll come back. What game do you hate, but is loved throughout the industry? Or The Office? Uh, I don't hate it, but I just definitely don't like it. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, Oh, egregious answer. Is Portillo as adorable as he seems? Yes. Who truly is shirtless Spider-Man? Kevin Koala. What? What will you miss most about Andrea when she's in LA and dead to us? Um, <laughs> it's gonna be dead to me. <laughs> no pressure, because I'm sitting here. <laughs> Your ability to have fun, but also be professional and being yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Okay, going back to the question you passed: What game do you love, but you think doesn't get nearly enough praise? I'll just, say Katana, I'll just say Katana Zero right now because it's an indie game that came out this year and I love it. It has a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Everybody loves Katana Zero. Uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, okay, um, shit. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> Battle for Bikini Bottom. Sure, that's a good answer. All right, that's the end of the lightning round. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Who was that Nanobiologist oh, thank you, for uh, giving us that little bit of fun here in Reader Mail. All right, Tucker writes in and says, Howdy from the great big state of Texas. Andrea and Barrett, today is my birthday. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. And I decided to use some of that good old-fashioned birthday cash to support the kind of funny crew. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. My question today is this. What games from any time throughout your life have you found yourself, quote, addicted to? (laughs) The the kind of games you can't stop thinking about, you play extended sessions of, and don't ever want to end. I can tell a game will be one of my favorites when I blast through it in a short amount of time and end up thinking about it for weeks or months afterwards. One of those games for me recently was Fire Emblem Three Houses, which all of you need to play more of. You can thank me later. Thanks for the fantastic content. I never go a car ride without without and for the inevitable nostalgia-filled conversation that will stem from this question. Mm. Well, happy birthday, Tucker. Thank you so much yeah. for supporting us at, uh, at on Patreon. This is a great question. I think for me, there was a period of my life where I was absolutely head over heels for Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Mm, yeah. I traded off playing those games for 
years, days on end. Like when I was struggling in Los Angeles at the beginning of my career, trying to find a job and like working bartending at night and like going on auditions during the day when I wasn't when I didn't have an audition. And after I'd spent the morning like looking for jobs and sending out resumes and applications, I would have this time until my shift started in the evenings. And I would always play Guitar Hero 3 and Rock Band 2. Those were my primary. I mean, I played them all. But those were my favorites. Um, and those were the best of the of their series. Yeah, for sure. And so those games I spent years of my life with, and I have a very special, deep connection with rhythm, rhythm and music games because of where I was at in mm. life and how it really pulled me back into video games after taking a pretty definitive break during my college years, uh, where I was working two jobs and had an internship, was going to school, and just like you're could, kicking ass, taking names, too dude, busy. I was trying and just could you were not the find busiest time. lady in the business before you were even in the fucking business. Andrea. Oh my gosh, I didn't. Never thought about it that way, Barrett. Damn. But yeah, so that's it for me. Uh, That's definitely a a similar answer to to me as the Rock Band games and Guitar Hero. Because there was, funny enough, I was also in a time of my life where I kind of dipped out of video games growing up. And But those like two games were definitely a constant still throughout that, where... we, ha- we would have like rock band Sundays where it would be like me and my dad and like some of our friends and we'd get together and like play rock band for a couple hours and then like grill in the backyard and stuff like that. Like those are some great memories that like we would, those were a constant. And then I would say recently, funny enough, uh, Destiny 2. Uh, oh, the first month, yes. the first month of Destiny Two, because I definitely dropped off soon after that. But that was, I think, the first game I ever got in trouble with Alyssa, where she was like, dude. It has been five nights in a row of you staying up (laughs) till like three in the fucking morning. We are hanging out tonight. You're playing. You're stop. You need to stop for like a couple of nights and stuff. I know. I I know this pain. I got really into that game, and then uh, like leading up into the um, what do you call it? The the raid uh, for uh, or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong term. Which Um, which which one? The very first one, I think. The first raid in Destiny Two. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart yeah. moment. <laughs> As we both furiously Google. <laughs> For uh, Leviathan, of course. Yes. Callus. Yeah, 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 yeah. That terrible throne room. Um, I really, that was like one of my favorite experiences in a game that year. Uh, because I'd never experienced uh, that kind of co-op gameplay before uh like have you never done a raid before then no i'm definitely not like an online co-op kind of guy so yeah that was like my first raid in any type of game like that and just like that's a tough one too yeah and even though it was frustrating and we tried like two to three nights in a row it was still like i was able to appreciate the design that was put into it and like the the like attention to detail of like what everybody has to do and whatnot it was just like i'd never had a co-op experience like that before and it was fucking rad and so i I do very much treasure my time with destiny 2 come back barrett no (laughs) cross cross save is coming zach ryan has tried to get me to come back for years and i still i will i refuse but it's better than ever maybe It is, though. (laughs) I'm having trouble playing games I want to actually right now, so I don't know if I have time for Destiny 2. What's up, Kev? I I tend to get really addicted to games. Yeah? Whereas, like, famously, Breath of the Wild started affecting my work. Yeah. Oh, it did? Yeah. 
Yeah, I put in 120 hours in like two weeks. Fuck. It was, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. It was. It was not. Like Did you a get all those thing. Korok seeds? No, fuck no. I was just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a thousand of those. Yeah. No, no, no. I was like doing all the shrines and like I was having a blast, and then my save is gone. So. What happened then to your you, save? Uh, I was using someone's cartridge, and they like took it back, it, and they got fucked. They started a new game and saved <gasps> gone. Damn. It, these things happen. These things happen. Yeah. You just have to accept them. Yeah. Um, also, what's this game? Uh, no Man's Sky. Mm. Oh, yeah. I recently looked at it. So, uh, like, I started playing it for briefly. Yeah? A, a couple days ago. Briefly? Yeah. Well, it was like five hours. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, like, I looked at it and it was like, oh, 80 hours. But that's only 80 hours since the, like, the launch of the new version. The Beyond stuff? Yeah. And mm. it's like, oh, no. I only played that for, like, a weekend, <laughs> maybe two weekends, and I was like, "That's not good." Yeah, and I've I definitely had experiences like that where yeah. it, it was less. A, it was a mixture of wanting to play them in a weekend, but also a mixture of like, at the time I was producing podcast beyond and we were like doing spoiler cast for these two games so i'd had to like actually beat them in a weekend so i could produce mm-hmm. the episode without being spoiled so like i played all of god of war i think in two days and i think i played all of spider-man in two days as well and yeah that was definitely had the same yeah. experience of like oh holy shit i put like 35 hours into this game in the last two days yeah. that's not great yeah that's it that's impressive i am working my way towards my solstice gear in destiny 2 right now mm. and i was telling um some of the what's good guardians that when i was in chicago over the last weekend i didn't have my console with me i literally lied awake at night having anxiety about not getting the armor before the deadline oh no because there's so much grinding that you have to do to get this armor and then mm. like after the 27th of August, like you can't earn this armor anymore. Oh, shit. And so like, I, I like have like real like palpitations about not getting it, <laughs> but I'm like 70% of the way there. Yeah, so. there you go. You gotta, 12 days, 12 days. It's, it's just tough though, because between now and when that deadline is, I have so much actual life shit I have to do. Just think yeah. about how much you're not going to sleep. This will be fine. How much I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drink some Stay coffee. Up. Insomnia yeah. is a thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take some speed. Uh, uh, shout out to two more games. Monster Hunter last year. World was Naturally. Oh, oh, that was man. super fun. That yeah. was a lot of time I put into that. And then the winner, I think, for like the most enjoyable game that like I can't wait to get back to. What are you thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? What are you Most gonna enjoyable game I can't wait to get back to. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, oh, right? Oh, yeah. oh my I haven't done God. any of the DLCs for that yet. I, I I did the first one and I think there's two more DLCs and I heard that yep. the last DLC is really cool where you get to go to Atlantis and shit. And it's like, oh, I want to jump back in that so badly but Same. i keep forgetting that it's happening mm. yeah that's unfortunate like i really wanted to go back to the dlc but i when i played assassin's creed odyssey i played it on an ign account so all of the time that's another game where i think i put 80 no no, no it was something like 100 hours in two weeks that i that i put into that game uh for gameplay capture stuff mm. but since i played it on an ign account I can I can't go back and like why continue my progress. Why or anything. didn't you use your account? You could log because in. there are strict rules about using like IGN accounts. You know Who's Destin Legary? He's fucking che- scary. He's not checking. He's not scary. Des- Destin is not scary. When you're when he's your manager, he is. Okay, maybe if he's your supervisor, <laughs> there's a, a a level of power there that he's probably exerting. Too over much you. power. No, I'm kidding. Oh man, Destin. is the No Man's Sky VR? update out because yes i believe so yeah, but people I thought it launched this week be careful about this update because a lot of people are reporting uh Bugs? constant crashes yeah in the game so be careful kevin 
I'm now it's time to squad up. Thank you for everyone for submitting your questions. Dan, the intern, writes in and says, My best friend and I are super hyped for the new Destiny Shadowkeep expansion. We've been doing all we can to prep, and we're going to try our best to get a first week raid clear so we can get a sexy jacket when the time comes. Hello. We're looking for anyone who can join us regularly for raids and weekly events. Add me on battle.net at DSRohovit. Nailed it. Nailed hashtag it. 1548. D-S-R-O-H-O-V-I-T. Hashtag 1548. Guardians out. Guardians out. We will, out. of course, put Dan the intern's information into the show notes. So if you play on PC and would like to play with Dan for some raids and weekly events, hit him up. I'm tempted, man. Andrea, how is he getting a free jacket? What's happening? Is so it they do, cool um, if you jacket. clear the raid within a, f- a set amount of time, um, you qualify to get exclusive merch. They've done this for the past couple of raids. Oh. Uh, it's just really challenging to do because an- yeah. usually in order to get light level ready to be able to even compete <laughs> in the raid against the against the bosses, you have to Use a play lot of like it's your job. Yeah. And that's why usually you only see like either pro level players or professional streamers who are able to do raid clears. Uh, you know, people like uh, Fran Mirabella the third. Does he got that cool jacket? No, the jacket's Michael not out. Mirabella oh, okay, okay. But he'll be doing he'll be doing the the Will we see Fran in a cool raid. new jacket? We'll see. We'll Doubt see it. if Fran can Is it, can will it be it. as cool as Tim's cyberpunk jacket? Probably we'll not. That, that's a really cool jacket. It is. All right. Let's go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. This is where folks watching on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames go to keep us honest. And today... We got everything right. Let's see here. Let's wrap it up. Let's go home. Uh, Ill Grill Chill writes in and says, As per Valve's agreement in relation to paying taxes... Tax costs for tournaments. It says, quote, upon request, Valve agrees to take reasonable measures to cooperate in minimizing any such withholding or other applicable tax. Though I'm not a math teacher, excuse me, though I'm only a math teacher and not a lawyer, it seems that it's available, but not an immediate thing the Valve will do for tournament winners. Good to know. I don't like how confusing that all was. (laughs) It's it's definitely confusing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, the nanobiologist says, per a Cora answer about indie dev costs, so take it with a grain of salt, for a three-man team, three people, that gives us a total of ninety to 270000 for the average cost for an indie game. That wow. seems too low, but maybe, hmm. maybe that's it. Um... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Nanobiologist also says Xbox beat Kevin to the digital arcade, just not in uh, VR. Well, that's the difference, though. It's yeah, not what VR. Are you dumb? Yeah. God damn. Are you not listening, Nano? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nanobiologist Andrew, Andrew, weren't you going to announce that you'd be leaving today? I was going to announce that. I mentioned that during the pre show okay. on Gamescast yesterday, but we've just decided that we're going to do it tomorrow. Guys, because uh, it's Friday. Friday. And we can party and Friday, get drunk. Friday. Guys, Nanobiologist isn't listening. We can confirm that. She said that on the show. It's very upsetting, Nana. Mm. Mm. Oh, um, Ill Girl Chill also says a new date, a hat in time for Nintendo Switch arrives on October 18th, both digitally and physically. Oh, and those controllers will be arriving in September. Cool. Uh, Nanobodge says uh, Missed new date and deal Fez is the next free game on the Epic Game Store Starting on August 22nd Oh, oh that's a game I haven't heard in a while I think Hyperlight Drifter is like the current one right now That you can get for free I saw Andy tweeting about it but he's a dork you know I wasn't yeah, really paying attention true. In the chat the nano- nanobiologist 
shouts at me and says, I submitted it before she said that. Mm. That's fine. And it's like, well, there should be a retraction submission. Hmm? Would be nice, but that's Retract not the way the document question. works. No, no, no. I, like, I hope that you see a, a, another line from him that says, oh, I was wrong. Sorry, you explained it already. <laughs> I retract my question. Um, let's see here. The forest green that Barrett mentioned is called Alpine green, says Ill Grill Chill. Thank you for being more specific. I really like, I have the uh, 500 special edition. Oh, the 500 million yeah, yeah, one yeah. or whatever. The yeah, that, that's a cool edition. Blue see-through plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The controller's really cool on that one. Yeah, I, I wasn't impressed by the PS4 Pro itself because it's not really interesting to look at see-through. Uh, but the controller was... I like it, cool. and I like the way the light shines mm. like when everything's off. Um, but it does get exceptionally dusty. Yeah. Exceptionally dusty. Um, The nanobiologist says a patch for No Man's Sky Beyond was released this morning to fix (laughs) the crash issues on PS4 and Xbox One. There you go, Kevin. (laughs) Now it's safe. I'm going to jump in. (laughs) No, Kevin, it's too cold to jump in right now. I was talking about like if you're jumping into a pool. No, I got it. I held back laughter because I wanted to give you that little awkward silence. That's what everybody wants to give me today. Yeah. You did a great job, Barrett, and that is this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you like what we do here, throw us a couple of bucks at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can be part of the show. Send us your questions. You know, I'm going to be back here tomorrow with uh, Fran for Frandria Friday. Hell yeah. You know, you guys have got questions for him and about the weird cutoff shorts he was wearing yesterday on the Gamescast. That's weird, right? I didn't say anything. He said they were very expensive. Yeah, he has a tendency to do that. If you like Barrett (laughs) being on the show, go ahead and tweet him a picture of your belly button. No, no, weird. Why? Tweet him a picture of your belly button if you like them on there. To show their support. Why? You did a great job, that's why. Uh, You did do a great job. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll be back tomorrow. But for now, it's been our pleasure to serve.